Welcome to the X Europe Founders Journey podcast series produced by Startup 42 Media. This is Jewel Sparks. During this six part series, my co-host Alex Feldman and I take you on an entrepreneurial journey by sitting down with founders from the X Europe program. Throughout this series, we discuss how founders take their ideas from the back of a napkin to receiving investment from venture capitalists. We explore team dynamics, program outcomes, and more. If you want to learn more about how X Europe supports deep tech founders in Europe through equity, free acceleration, and media exposure, check out xeurope.eu for further information. Time to jump into the episode, and let's hear from the founders who participated in the program. Hi, this is Jewel Sparks from Startup 42 Media. In episode number two of X Europe's Founders Journey series, I'm sitting down with Pablo Vidarte from Bio to discuss how to build a great product. How are you doing today, Pablo? Pretty good, thank you, Jewel. That's great. Um, so it's my understanding that what Bio is doing is you guys are merging like technology with nature and various other innovative solutions to improve the quality of life. Is that correct? Totally. Uh, actually, what we do is to merge nature and technology with, uh, well, basically technologies that haven't been seen before. Like, for example, uh, do you imagine using a battery that it's a biological battery that you can literally plug in the soil or even using plants as biological switches to create demotics and the architecture of the future? Well, that's basically what we do. That's excellent. So um, you guys have a pretty big team and where are you guys located, actually? In Barcelona, Spain. Barcelona, Spain. I've been there a few times. Um, so let's talk a little bit, though, how you're actually um, merging, um, uh, like plants, for example, and technology solutions. What are some of the the products or services that your company actually provides? Yeah. So basically, we are focusing on two on two pillars. It, it, one is to create the biotech. Uh, evolution of cities, um, which we do by transforming them with a line that is called bio installations, bio with two, with two O's. So uh, the thing here is that we are basically creating environments in our cities and even reshaping buildings so that they incorporate technologies that really make you merge with nature, not just using it as a decorative item, but imagine, for example, using uh, grass fields or gardens or parks as uh, power sources, for example, to light up um, points of light or automatic irrigation systems, or even imagine going inside a hotel room, touching a green wall and being able to turn on the lights of that room, or even calibrating their intensity. There are like a thousand things, different things that we do with nature in our cities, and our goal is to, is to create that revolution that we're going to see anyway, because after all, we believe that the next uh, technological revolution is the biotech evolution. So we are about to see it, just that um, that's what we're starting with. Actually, that line was launched in 2019. And right now we are about to get ready to launch the second line, just like the, the second pillar I was talking about, which is to create um, an evolution in agriculture, which has always been our main goal uh, with the which um, is going to actually start by powering sensors, for example, in, in agriculture, sensors that are basically mapping their terrains and uh, applying the most efficient irrigation 
uh, right now they are powered with chemical batteries and we're going to change that with batteries that are literally, as I said before, plugged in the soil and using a resource that farmers are already taking care of instead of using something that needs a replacement or, for example, like solar panels that need um, a maintenance against dust, uh, rainfalls, hail or any other weather condition, even from getting stolen, because in, in a lot of uh, cases, that's that's what happens. Well, I find this very interesting, Pablo. Um, I spent uh, quite a few times uh, actually working on projects like redevelopment in cities, but most importantly, um, a lot of things in terms of like connectivity and also working in both like the um, food, environmental sustainability spaces and actually the consumer electronics space. So I find it's really interesting. So we're going to take a deeper dive actually right now and kind of talk to you about like the early beginnings of when you uh, started building your first uh, product and what approach did you use in the very beginning to develop the first version of your actual product that you guys are working on? Yeah, so basically it all came up in a very stereotypical way. Uh, actually, it, it was through a dream that I had. I woke up at 3 a.m. and I began uh, searching for possibilities to actually make possible to obtain energy uh, from nature without damaging. And, and of course, it's it's like using nature itself as as a solar panel, um, just that instead of covering it with a with a black panel, well, what if uh, we uh, were able to to place it in a place where it doesn't damage visually or literally? <laughs> so uh, the thing is that um, I, I began uh, working with uh, a team that I created. They were volunteers. They were engineers, nanotechs, or even teachers from universities. And uh, overall, I um, uh, I discovered that biological batteries they were already invented. They, uh, I mean, entities such as NASA or the MIT, they were working with them since the 70s. So uh, the thing is that they were really focused on using them for uh, wastewater treatments applications. And the thing is that well, that's very useful. I mean, after all, you have a lot of water and organic matter. They were able to break it down with microorganisms and obtain energy in the process. But we thought about why not using what nature already has. I mean, any kind of soil environment has microorganisms and has uh, organic matter. And in fact, it's naturally recycled with, with nature itself. So why not using that decomposition of organic matter that is happening every single millisecond in any kind of soil and uh, using that energy that is normally lost uh, to, to actually well, create power for other other purposes. So that's basically what we did, and we we always had this focus uh, on on making this bigger, on making this scalable, and that's uh, actually what we did. We we actually uh, ended ended up doing two types of batteries. Uh, I mean, we we've actually done like eleven different types of batteries, but two main types of batteries: the ones that are plucked, as I said, and the ones that are below the surface of uh, of the soil. So bigger light panels, uh, we actually call them bio panels, but they are under your garden, for example. Absolutely interesting. So how much of your product in the very beginning or even now and did you, do you build in-house and then how much is outsourced to other developers and various suppliers? Yeah, so actually our model, it's a license model. So we are really focused on uh, developing this technology, making it better and prototyping as much as possible, but then we basically collaborate with other companies who are the licensees that are the ones who, who basically are 
producing it in manufacturing the, it in, in larger numbers and, and actually commercializing it. So uh, overall, what I'm saying with this is that we don't want to be uh, or create a monopoly of these technologies. What we want to do is to provide it to as many companies as possible so that it is something easily reachable in, in a few years time. So um, overall, we do have uh, our own centers to manufacture these products, but we only use them for um, uh, specific pilots. Some pilots are huge, actually. I mean, we're even starting to collaborate with really uh, big agricultural companies such as Bayer Crops, for example. They have like 50 million hectares. And uh, they, I mean, a pilot test with them is it's actually very, very big. So anyway, um, the goal after all is to collaborate with uh, integrators that already know about their fields and uh, make it in as big as possible and focusing on, on making this technology better. Okay, so what it sounds like is um, you guys have great IP. Uh, so yeah. if you're like having a licensing model, so a little bit, uh, so you have how many, um, let's talk a little bit about the IP then. So obviously if you have more of a licensing model, but you guys obviously as a team, you work on different prototypes and things like that. Um, what is really your unique, I would say, your unique selling point, the IP that it is that you're able to license out as you want to collaborate and work and to build and scale other products and services with other organizations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so basically we have different patents that are protecting different things, as you may suppose. But the main factors here are, for example, the internal substrate of our batteries, which basically procures the, the best environment for the most ideal microorganisms. Uh, in this case, the most electrophilic ones and electrogenic ones. So what we do is basically to, to plug a battery in the middle of nature and attract the most ideal microorganisms that are already living in that environment. So we don't actually place any kind of external microorganisms that that were not really living there. So um, the thing is that that substrate is is kind of the the main key for uh, creating the the maximum power output possible. And the other factor, it's basically related with the uh, well the whole mechanism and materials that are used in each case. Uh, as you may suppose, some of these materials they are kind of new, and other mechanisms that we use are basically focused on. Um, procuring a battery that it's able to work on any kind of environment. I mean, the the majority of batteries that you can see, biological batteries, of course, um, in the on the market right now, they, they actually have a problem, which is uh, they only work for one specific purpose, I mean, uh, or in one specific environment. Our batteries are made so that you can actually even place them in the middle of a desert. Uh, the only thing that you will need to, to actually procure is it's water irrigation. But that's it. I mean, after all, they they are made, uh, and that's uh, one of our patents, so that um, that it's not that it's not really that it's not really a problem after all. So it, it's like locationally agnostic, I guess you would say something like yeah. that. Something yeah. okay. Cool. If we want to make something scalable, it has to be something that it's uh, easy to be used uh, anywhere. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with, um, who did you approach, I guess, at the very beginning um, of the formation of, I mean, when you had this idea, you said it was the middle of the night, you had this idea. And who did you, who were some of the types of people that you bounced this concept off of? And then as you guys have grown and developed, you know, who are some of your like trusted sources? Like, how do you get feedback as it relates to your products and services? 
Well, first of all, I had to create my own network. I mean, uh, after all, it's it's uh, going to a lot of universities uh, looking for the best people there. Uh, as I said, in the first place, they were all volunteers. But also, I went to a lot of uh, companies, biotech companies in, in the region and outside of, of the country that were making either similar things or things that were interesting uh, for some specific areas of the development. And uh, a lot of people wanted to help. So, uh, I mean, it, it was a discovery from scratch. I mean, I, I already made companies before this one, but uh, I had no experience in, in creating a, a biotech company in, in specific. So uh, I, I did have experience with engines and uh, software, for example, and any other kind of hardware, but uh, biological batteries were not a rule. So, I mean, actually, I, I would say that after all, um, and after all these six years and a half that we've been with, with BIO, um, I could say that the main support here has been the European Union, because after all, they they invested a lot in BIO, and not just that, I mean, they, they actually supported us in, in many other ways, like uh, providing advisors, and uh, even uh, the European Parliament gave us the the award of the most innovative company of Europe, and that was really impressive. I mean, after all, we, uh, we've of course made uh, private investments, uh, I mean, investment rounds, but uh, I'd say that the European Union basically doubles and even surpasses doubling the, the private investments that we've received. That's absolutely fabulous. So how many years has your company actually been in operation right now? Well, the, uh, the company was funded on, founded on 2015. Okay, great, great. So, I mean, that's not not too bad. What, about six years it's taken you to yeah. see a lot of traction, yeah? Um, exactly. And so, um, the other thing, uh, another question that I'm really interested about is about how many versions, for example, of these batteries did it take for you to basically end up creating, like, the very first, like, kind of minimum um, viable product, mm-hmm. would you say? How, many, how, many, how, how long did it take you? Actually, that's that's a really good question. Uh, I even say that I don't really have the number uh, because there were thousands of them, literally thousands. Uh, but I'd say that more or less, uh, we've actually worked with 11 different types of batteries. Uh, but those are types of batteries, not replicates or not real, really um, different versions of them. Um, but I mean, it's it's been a really big process, as you may suppose. With any kind of research <laughs> and development activity, you really have to to make a lot of, of batteries. And of course, I'm I'm a little bit tired of batteries. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> are you you're dreaming about batteries? I have a feeling. Yeah, totally, totally. I mean, they're really cool. They're really cool, but uh, somehow. It, to a point. I mean, they they end up being too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you think um, as a founder, and especially, I guess, specifically in your role as the CEO of Bio, how did you know, um, you know, when you had the product that was actually good enough to be the min- minimal viable product? Well, in our case, it was um, pretty open. I mean, in, in the sense that if you're creating an energy source, it has to be an energy source that it's able to power something. So we had a lot of options. I mean, from sensors to powering a phone, which we also did with some prototypes, and uh, to, to power light points and things like that. So we we just wanted to, to power something, and that something should be, uh, well, 
power in a more efficient way than the solutions that you found on the market. So we had like uh, six different options. And uh, the moment we, we achieved any of those uh, was the moment when we were going to officially launch or, or, or going to, to launch that, uh, that battery in specific. And that's why we did different batteries because for each purpose, it, they had to be different and, they, uh, and the possibilities of them to work were not really 100% known. So, I mean, it's, it's after all research and development. So we wanted to, to do it as fast as possible with uh, as many chances as possible. Um, so it, it, how many partners are you guys currently working with, obviously, because it, again, it seems like you have more of like a research development licensing model. You're working with a lot, you know, a lot of different prototypes and things like that. So would you say that building a business like that, where you have like obviously IP and then you have like a licensing model, what do you think success like really looks like when you're working and you have set your company up with that type of model? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so first off, for your first question, um, actually, we, we're working with, uh, in terms of research and development only, we're working with nine different entities uh, around Europe. Uh, actually, we are even counting with the main leaders in energy and agriculture, for example, the CNRS, which is like the French NASA sort of say, they are leaders in biological batteries. So working with all of them is what really grant us that everything we do is really innovative and that it's really new in terms of biological batteries applied to natural environments. And that's the way we have to, to really uh, be able to patent and commercialize everything we do, because after all, it's, it's uh, one of our main strategies to, to be leaders in our sector. So uh, apart from that, in terms of collaborators that are um, working with us to launch products, uh, we are working with a lot of them. I mean, actually right now around the world, um, actively working with us, there, there are like 20 different entities. Uh, actually, uh, relating the the agricultural launch of the well of the second pillar I was talking about, which is biosensor, by the way, uh, for agriculture. We're working during this year with nine different entities. We're making pilots with uh, with them uh, from Singapore to to Montana in the United States, and. Um, the goal is is to launch that specific line by by next year with uh, way more partners. Actually, we're uh, going to count with more than 50. We already have them, but the thing is that we cannot make so many pilots at the same time. Uh, and actually, overall, we're pretty happy because actually it's been like three months ago that we received a technical due diligence from our main partner, which is basically the European Union that uh, literally in that technical due diligence, they, they were um, qualifying our technology as exceptional with an immediate impact on the market. So, I mean, that, that day was a day of champagne, as you may suppose. Wow, I think that's absolutely amazing. Now, how many years was your company in formation before you started to get a lot of, I would say, attention from the European Union? Well, actually, uh, we started to work with them uh, during 2018. Okay, so about two years, two, two, and a half, two, two and a half years into your... Yeah, bear uh, in mind okay. that, that BIO, before being officially funded, it was basically a project that uh, I was creating with volunteers uh, during 2014. So, yeah, it's like three or four years approximately. Well, first of all, I want to say congratulations because, Thank I mean, you. it's not easy to get the attention of the European Union. It seems like you guys 
have like attention from a lot of different uh, government uh, entities as well as corporate entities. And I think that you should be very proud of yourself. I know you had mentioned that you this isn't your first dog and pony show, as they say, but um, still, I think it's really great what you guys are doing. Um, so, Pablo, what are some advice or learnings that you have um, for startups who are just starting to build uh, their own products? Well, actually, as you may suppose, the, the first one is, is very typical as well, which is to be uh, always pers persistent. Um, it's one of the main keys. I've seen a lot of companies basically failing in the first year or the second year just because they said this is not going to work or whatever. Um, but basically, the key is not really just being persistent or just having a good idea. The, the really best key is to have the best team and one of the main um, rules that we have in our team is that everyone that goes inside has to really surprise us somehow uh, it could be in, in the interview or it could be uh, during the, the the training uh months uh, within the company but if you're not really able to surprise us um you're not really going to be inside. I mean, because as, as you may suppose, we are not really a huge team and we really need the best of the best. And right now we've even encountered with people coming from NASA and other investigation centers from all around the world. Uh, so if you're not counting with the best, we're going to be the ones who help you make the product better and, and to approach the whole world uh, faster. Uh, you're not really going to to success uh, as much as you could. And sometimes you're even going to get stopped just because they there are people that just um, say that it's going to be impossible. But after all, um, it's not. I mean, after all, there are always ways to, to make it or adapt it. I'd say that's that's the the most important advice that I could give to to anyone right now. So anyway, I hope it, it was useful after all. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. I mean, you say a lot about having a good team, people who impress you and things like that. And I think that's also why it's good, you know, if you're leading a company to make sure that you also have leaders uh, that are at the top that also have different types of experiences and things like that. Otherwise, you know, your viewpoint of what is what is good or something that impress you, impresses you, it becomes like kind of more of an individual type of thing versus also sometimes what's best for like the customers and things like that. So that that inclusion, that type of diversity at the top is also very important. And I see that your team, I mean, you have all different types. I mean, folks who have worked in like electronics, engineering, biotechnology, um, I think also environmental sciences and things like that. So I think that's absolutely amazing um, what you guys have done and what you've accomplished. Definitely going to keep an eye on you. And it's been absolutely a pleasure uh, speaking with you today. And I continue, I wish you continued success. And thanks again for joining us for episode number two of the X Europe Founders Journey podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the X Europe Founders Journey podcast series. We hope that this episode inspired you to embark on an entrepreneurial journey of your own. We appreciate the founding team that sat down with us today and shared valuable insights that will make whatever challenges we face a little easier to solve. This series and X Europe have been made possible by funding from the European Union's 2020 Research Innovation Program under grant agreement 871795. 
We want to thank them for their support. Anyways, we hope you enjoyed it and that you'll check out the next episode.